Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. In 2018, the remains of the ship Clotilda were discovered in the Mobile River by journalist and diver Ben Rains with help from scholars from the University of Southern Mississippi. The Alabama Historical Commission and National Geographic made further discoveries about the Civil War era ship and stories about the Clotilda and its enslaved Africans drew international attention. Laura Hill, communications editor of the Online Encyclopedia of Alabama, visits In Focus today to share what she's learned about the descendants. Laura, welcome back to In Focus during Black History Month. Thank you for the invitation, Carolyn. Laura, as communications editor of the Online Encyclopedia of Alabama, you're always aware of the number of inquiries you're getting about a certain topic. And this, of course, is Black History Month in February. It is. And just to plug for the encyclopedia, we have content that people would not even think about using for Black History Month. Such as? Such as Lonnie Johnson, the inventor of the super soaker. Wait, did you say the super soaker? (laughs) He is from Mobile and a rocket scientist. And so that's always a fun one. And students enjoy learning about that. We have a number of inventors who improve train safety for people working on the rails, keep from getting crushed. We have someone who invented what's called a barber strop for sharpening blades for barbers. Hunter Haynes was a barber and inventor, and he invented the Haynes razor strop, which was one of the best-selling barbering items for a long time and made him very rich. You have given us some new information. But, Laura, right now, one of the biggest international news stories concerns two things— the discovery of the Clotilda, the last slave ship, and the discovery of its connection on land, Africa Town. What have you found? First of all, I'd like to point out that even though this is a current news topic because the Clotilda was just uncovered in 2018, EOA has had a story about Africa Town since we launched. It was one of the um, top articles that we knew we had to have before we went public. And our article is written by Sylvianne Diouf, who is a scholar on the topic and has written books and been interviewed worldwide on Africa Town and the Clotilda. And so while it's a breaking news story, it is not an unknown Alabama story. There are many people whose families are descendants of the Clotilda, who helps create Africa Town, and there are scholars who've been looking at it. So to me, it's one of those things people say, oh, it's in Alabama. We just discovered it. It's a known story. It's just getting a lot more coverage because of a recent discovery. 
Well, you have found some lesser-known facts about this whole story, so fill us in on what you've found. Well, one of the things that fascinates me about the Clotilda story is that very shortly after the Clotilda was brought back to the U.S. and burned, the federal government knew about it. And because it was illegal, it had been 50 plus years since the international slave trade had been banned and it was punishable by death, I believe. The federal government mobile knew who did it. They knew what they had done. They knew that the enslaved people had been distributed to property owners. And there were summonses issued to the boat captain, to the builder, and to the owner. And they took a while to get those summonses issued. And by the time they were actually able to move on it, the war broke out and the federal government disappeared in Alabama. So there was no follow-up on this. But there were going to be legal action against the people because they'd broken federal law. And one of the things that helped stymie that movement is that the owner of the Clotilda was very good friends with the judge. You must be talking about Timothy Muir. Correct. And so what happened with that relationship? I just know that like Mayors had a ship named after the judge. I think it was a tugboat. <laughs> and I think that fits with the whole issue of political connections and how stories get told or don't get told or how things get written into history and don't get written into history. And I think the Clotilda is a perfect example of that. Laura, one of the interesting things I found out about the Clotilda and what happened to the people on the ship, I think it was something like 40% of them were shipped upriver to Wilcox County, Alabama. Yes, they didn't all stay in Mobile, um, Wilcox County and Dallas County. And interestingly, in the past five or six years, maybe a little more, um, learned that Sally Smith and Matilda McCrae, both who were in Dallas County, were the last two survivors of the Clotilda. One of them is because she was a toddler when she was put on the ship. Zora Neale Hurston mentions her in her works, and Amelia Boynton Robinson talked about the other ones, Sally Smith. And so you've got these two remarkable Alabama women who later bring up these women, and they're not unknown, they just weren't connected. More facts to be uncovered, but a good starting place for your listeners is the online Encyclopedia of Alabama. So how do they access that? They go to their favorite browser and they start typing in Encyclopedia of Alabama, or they can bookmark it and just have it there as encyclopediaofalabama.org. Laura, a minute ago, you mentioned two of the survivors of the families. Another name that is always associated with Africatown and the Clotilda is Cujo Lewis. Can you get us up to date on who he was? Yes, he was one of the people brought over on the ship. After they were emancipated, he worked with several other survivors. Their goal was to get back to Africa. That was what they wanted to do. They were never able to make that happen, but instead they bought land and created their own community. It was one of the places where they were still speaking native languages. Their grandchildren could tell the stories about homelands. 
So Africatown and Kujo Lewis, he was one of the people who created it. And he was one of the last survivors. And Zora Neale Hurston, another Alabamian, interviewed him and got his story and put it on paper. Africatown is being reimagined as a tourist destination, complete with a museum. I don't know how far along they are, but what a story that will tell. Yes, it is. Hopefully EOA makes you curious and you want to go, I want to know more about this. And a lot of our articles will have additional readings listed with them for you to go and start finding more. Well, I want to thank you, Laura, for joining us today during Black History Month and sort of filling out more of the story of the Clotilda and Africa town in South Alabama. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. That was Laura Hill, communications editor of the Online Encyclopedia of Alabama. As you can tell, the story of the Clotilda and Africa town itself is still unfolding. So the Encyclopedia of Alabama is keeping us up to date on developments. Currently, more information about the Civil War era ship and Africatown can be found at the website encyclopediaofalabama.org. Be sure to look under Africatown. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.